Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. This is Bronco Focus with the voice of Boise State Athletics, Bob Beeler. You know, to know Bob Beeler really is to love Bob Beeler. And, you know, he's in the office. He's such a useful resource. I just asked him right before he came on the air. I said, Bob, where's Colgate? He said, about an hour south of Syracuse. You learn stuff constantly with Bob Beeler in your life. I highly, if you have the means, I highly recommend getting to know Bob Beeler. He's with us right now. That, that was one of the easier questions you've ever given me because Colgate's <laughs> in the Patriot League, and I had been there and uh, frozen my butt off there on numerous occasions as a league opponent. So I always used to joke that it should be Coldgate, C-O-L-D-G-A-T-E, because it's about an hour south of Syracuse, and most of the time it's snowy when you go there. Cracking jokes, Beeler. Let's talk last night. Yesterday, of course, I guess tough loss to Memphis. What were your thoughts coming home last night, Bob, on that well, game? I'll give you just my thoughts in general on college basketball when the season finishes for your team. It's so different than finishing a football season because unless you're in now the semifinal games, and that's for four teams, you know when your season's going to end. You can win your bowl game by you know five touchdowns or lose by five touchdowns. That's going to be the last game. But the basketball season, I always feel empty when it's over. It's like... A big balloon is keeping blowing up. You're excited. It's blowing. It's blowing. All of a sudden, poof, it pops. And that's how I always feel when the basketball season finishes because you always are hoping that it's going to go on and, and continue. Some years for me, it's been in the conference tournament. Some years it's been in the NIT or an alphabet soup tournament. And some years like this year in the NCAA tournament. But uh, it just feels like today maybe I should have been at press conferences and preparing to broadcast the game with Gonzaga, but unfortunately it didn't happen, and uh, you know the season ended. Uh, I think yesterday Memphis just was too long, too athletic, you know, too strong, and and the game got away from Boise State in the first half. The end of the first half, you can't be down nineteen at halftime and and think you have a chance to win. And I'd say that for anybody in the NCAA tournament, you're not coming back from nineteen down at halftime. It's just too hard. What were your overall impressions then, Bob, just to this team, and what do you think you're going to remember about them moving forward the rest well, of your life? I'll give you my overall impression. This team was 3-3 three and three and hit rock bottom against Cal State Bakersfield. I didn't have to see or call that game because I was coming back from another game that wasn't too good, which was the football game at San Diego State. Black <laughs> Friday really was Black Friday. But after those six games, Boise State was averaging 61 points shooting 39%, 28% from three, and 59% uh, from the foul line. Defensively, they were pretty good. 56.5 points, 38 point, 38% and 32% from three. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to be in for a long year because we can't score. This is going to be tough. Make a roster move where you do you know do Treves out. You move Degenhardt into the starting lineup, and you know not having gone to practices, I didn't know what Degenhardt was going to do. He averaged two points and one rebound in the first six games of the season. Shot thirty three percent, so you know far cry from his what twelve points, fifty some percent shooting, and forty some percent from three point range. So nothing you saw in those first six games, if you're watching games, would would lead you to believe just how this team came together how this team won so many clutch games, not only winning the regular season, winning the conference tournament, they were by far the most consistent team in the year. It was a really special group that you could see come together. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed that, you know, this team was so good clutch late, 
12 wins out of 16 in games of six points or less. I was hoping that maybe that grittiness, you know, would have a chance against Memphis, but, uh, you know, they got within five a couple of times late and then, you know, turned it over when it looked like maybe they had the rebound. But, no, I'm going to remember so many great things, fun time, great team, and I, 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 if you'd asked me what we were going to do after the Bakersfield game, I would have said we'd have been playing the first day in the Mountain West tournament. Ooh. Bob, Bob's a little surly today. Coldgate, no, no, no. Alphabet I, no, Soup I, Tournament. I, I think they did a tremendous <laughs> job, Prater. I, mean, I know, I know. But, what, what, but was, I un, was I alone on that? Three no, and three? no, absolutely not. Let's dive into the future here real quick. We've only got a couple minutes left, and we're going to bring Bree J. Reigns on at 4 o'clock as well and ask him these exact two questions so we can get some different perspectives. What about the roster next year? What's it going to look like? Well, I think you're probably alluding to the fact that, uh, you know, five guys are seniors, COVID seniors, and that means they can not come back or come back. I think Smith and Milner are probably going to be back. They're JC kids. They probably need another semester or so to graduate. They haven't been in college as long. The other three guys are four-year transfer guys. So based on the amount of time that they were at the previous school and the amount of time that are here, I believe all four of them, I mean, excuse me, all three of them, and I'm speaking of Akot, Armouche, and uh, Shaver, should have their degree come the end of this semester. So I think that changes the whole deck. And if the other guys don't, I think you definitely come back if you're those two. Now, Akot... And Shaver, 23. Armouche is 25. Ooh. I think it comes down, or will be 25 next season. Those are the ages that they'll be next season. Okay. I, you know, I think it's what you want out of life. You know, I don't know that any of them are, you know, NBA material. I don't think you're going to have any of them taken in the NBA right now. I think Acott maybe is the, the guy that has the most upside left. He improved a lot. Now, could another year of him playing here improve his ball handling as much as it did this past year as a 6'8 guard? He certainly improved from 33% to 40% from three-point range. Can his shooting become even more consistent? I don't know, and I'm sure everybody's going to make decisions based on their own personal, how much did they enjoy playing? Do you want to go out on top? I mean, is, is this experience you think you can't top next year? Or are you going to leave? If I have to bet uh, the three guys that would be the ones in question, Akot, Armouche, and Shaver, I'm going to bet one or two are going to stay, one or two are going to come back. I don't think, I, I'm going to guess it's not going to be all three in either direction. Bob, I don't think all three are going to go, and I don't think all three are going to stay. Bob, we'll dive into this deeper next week in Bronco Focus, but yes or no, Leon Rice comes back? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he's got a good thing going here. He's done a nice job. He's built things. And my question is, a lot of times coaches look at jobs, unless you just want to cash in for money, a lot of times the jobs are open because they're not that good. Bob, enjoy some much-needed time off. Your schedule gets a little easier these days, man. It does. That's Uh, awesome. Giants baseball starts tonight, too. Yes! For a complete San Francisco Giant baseball preview, follow Bob on Twitter. Bob, appreciate you, man. BJ Reigns, Bronco Nation News next. Prater in the ballgame. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket.